How are you doing, Connor? Are we on the air, bro? I think we're live. I think we're live via satellite in the <laughs> in the, the trainer's office of uh, CrossFit St. Clair. Yes, sir. You know who knew? I'm a big CrossFit guy now. Just put you through a little uh, a little little casual CrossFit introductory workout, I think. Through the damn ringer right now. And you didn't know it was CrossFit until basically the end of the yeah. workout, right? You didn't know what you were getting into. Yeah, I told you I squatted yesterday, so you made sure we did a little uh, overhead squatting beforehand. Over, and that was your first time doing that, right? Yep. Feeling good about that. We did a... Till tomorrow. Really, ba- like... I don't want to say basic to undermine what we did, but it was a lot of very, uh, very just functional, slow, controlled, but awkward and core developing movements that are just like really important that a, a lot of people can neglect. And uh, yes, that's I just wanted to show you some different, different stuff. You definitely taught me a thing or two in that quick quick time working out and it, like I feel sore in places that I didn't even know could be sore Little muscle fibers yeah and buddy. you woke them up real woke. quick yeah. hashtag woke hashtag woke the woke the posterior chain up uh-huh. but yeah that's right start, start a little dynamic warm-up and then which is just the back you know it's your back but you just learn yeah it sounds fancy it's just your back lower back your hamstrings it's your glutes mm-hmm Posterior chain I learned that today that's shout right. out to you Zach that's right man thank it's you sir commonly neglected area of many people's fitness training routines just I have a theory because you just can't look in the mirror and see it mm-hmm. and so many people are motivated through vanity True. and you know they're wearing a stupid tank top like we sell at Death Comes Lifting in the gym <laughs> and uh, you know they're doing Definitely bicep curls and they're, yeah man <laughs> doing bicep curls and they're doing chest press not that there's anything wrong I love mm-hmm. like there's nothing cooler to me than a nice bro bodybuilding split. That's what, I, that's what I grew that's up what on. That's what I got. And I love that shit. Mm-hmm. And I kind of figured that's what you were working with. So yeah. that's why I wanted to put some pepper on it today for you. Yeah. You a little curveball. And uh, I, I don't want anybody to think like I'm a strictly CrossFit trainer, although I employ a lot of the techniques. Yeah. I like to take everything and put it into one like comprehensive piece and make the body work as a functional machine that it was intended to. Exactly. And... Uh, that's what I tried to get for you today, so I'm glad I accomplished that. Yeah, and I'll be on my bro slip, but I'll definitely be doing a couple of things that you taught me today. And I did want to say that, like, the intention around why you're working out has fueled a lot of, like, has fueled the fire for me as of late. Like, sometimes just accepting that, like, hey, I want to look good. So, like, that, I want to go to the gym. for. The, sometimes that's a good driver, mm-hmm. you know, just knowing, you know, it's all about that, that like, that Simon Siddick start with why. It's like, why are you going to the gym? Right, you know. And why do you, why do you think you are going to the gym? As of late, honestly, yeah, I, w- I want to look good. Honestly, I, like, yeah, me too. And, and like, it could sound shallow, but at the same time, it's like, what is more powerful of a driver than like pretty much sexual drive? You know, it's like we're literally only on this earth to recreate. You know, procreate biologically exactly you know that's what we're, we're our genes are pointing towards that's it you know? that's why we're here that's yeah, what our bacteria that's what our, does our purpose is, that's why know? we're still made it this far that's pretty wild that's a pretty good way to boil that down to why we go to the gym but i guess so i always told people that i did it for therapy not vanity mm-hmm. and that was very true at the beginning especially when like, i didn't look good but i went to the gym anyway mm-hmm. and then you know once you start seeing some results it's quite infectious mm-hmm. it's almost like a drug mm-hmm. you know once you start seeing a little bit then you're like oh damn i look pretty good i'll do that a little more but yeah it's very uh it's a it's always a balancing act at least for me between the mental aspect and the physical appearance aspect mm-hmm. and just like and lately I've been into the spiritual aspect, into mm. the yoga, into the meditation, yeah. kind of like, 
you know, whether you knew it or not, we incorporated yoga techniques and isometrics mm-hmm. into like a what could be considered a CrossFit or like bro workout. Right. Right. When do you hear CrossFit and yoga in the same sentence? You do now. Do That's now. Lifting.com <laughs> selling online personal training. Coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah, and uh, that's really. I, uh, you know, I mentioned to you, I have a kind of a private yoga instructor mm-hmm. who's been like my quote unquote guru for a while. She's like, she's going to come on the podcast, dude. I'm so sorry. Can't wait she's to hear it, dude. She's as legit as legit gets. She's, uh, mm-hmm. was, you know, raised in Bombay, India, and like, she's never eaten meat in her life. In her like, life? In her life. Dang. Like, and like, you know, That's I'm, not, I'm not a vegan. Like, I'm not like, you know, I dabble in plant based diets. Mm-hmm. We can talk about diets later, but yeah. like, I totally like respect somebody that's into their craft and like over there. And, like, coming from that, that's how you were raised. Mm-hmm. You were vegan. And she, yeah. They know. talk about in the Bhagavad Like, yeah. one of the ancient Hindu books is, like, don't eat meat. You know, that's one of the major things that they talk about. Right. And that's yeah. a spiritual thing. But I would, like, I was just shooting shit with Zach. And I was like, do you do yoga or anything? Thinking he'd be like, oh, fuck no. Like, I'm all into this death. And he's like, actually, dude, I have a personal trainer two to three times a week. I'm like, what? Yeah, dude, it's the best. It's like, I mean, obviously I love lifting. But mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh... And lifting changed my life and saved my life in many ways over again. But uh, mm-hmm. yoga has just been a total mind-body transformation, and just uh, you, you you work so much. I feel so much better lifting. If we're just going to relate it to that, like mm-hmm. my, I've at, at the highest functioning level that I've ever been, mm-hmm. and you know I credit that to clean living and eating right, nutrition, and obviously mm-hmm. all that shit. But mm-hmm. Man, uh, the the yoga's really, really, really helped that. Mm. And I, I recommend it to everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's it kind of goes against what I believe in because I don't recommend one thing to everybody. I think that's kind of a stupid thing to do, for lack of a better word. Right. But I literally don't know anybody that's done yoga, and it's been like, I fucking hated that. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel terrible after that. Yeah, you honestly. I mean? Maybe the first time they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. But it takes, like, a couple of classes couple to of times. get a little bit of rhythm. And you got to get the right person. you got to drive with the right people. If you go to, like, like, I personally think these, like, power yogas and, like, hot yogas, <laughs> like, it's... it's I've done plenty of hot yogas. As cool as that is, yeah. and you feel great afterwards, and you sweat all your fucking poison out from the day before. Yeah. And, you know, you get that kind of euphoric feeling. Yeah. I think a lot of that's just gimmicky workout bullshit, mm-hmm. and the real practice is really all about your mind, mm-hmm. and it's about holding postures, and it's about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's not about how fast can you do all these poses and sweat and go good afterwards, you know? 100%. And it's a total combination of everything, and mm-hmm. it really strengthens your mind. Mental fortitude. Right? And if you know that, you, you got your mind, you got your breath. Mm. Without those two things, yep. how long the list of those things you can do? Mm. Nothing. Nothing. You yeah, can't you do shit without your list. mind and breath. Mm-hmm. And that's where it starts and that's where it ends in yoga. Yeah. And, you know, being a personal trainer in the fitness uh, lifting world for so long and knowing a bunch of trainers, I hardly hear it anybody teach their clients or talk to their clients about their breath and their yeah mind. i was gonna ask you how do you i know you teach some youngins how to lift like what do you do with mindset around that to like incorporate that into their lifting i start with it mm. and that it freaks them out at first mm-hmm. you know right yeah i'm like, like what, what? Yeah, yeah yeah and, and I, I we we take uh five minutes at the beginning of the session mm. to set the intention mm. and i you know especially for kids especially mm. for kids you know 
like what me and you did totally cool we kind of just talked and winged it on the fly and it, yeah. was, it was great i mean i had a plan but we got like a little bit set in, you know <laughs> but uh yeah. yeah especially with it i think it's really important for kids and to set goals and set intentions and we get our yeah. mindset tuned into what we're doing yeah and why we're doing it mm. and if i explain to them why we're doing it kind of like i explained to you a little bit like why we were doing these things yeah um that just makes them more comfortable with you and the like makes them realize that you're not just this dude telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. There's a purpose and you want them to feel better in their life and like function better in their life mm-hmm. because I'm with them for 45 minutes at the end of the day. You know, what the, a million other choices they make in those 23 hours of the day, that's what's going to change them. So I want to give them tools to attack those 23 hours mm-hmm. better than me putting them, like, I could put anybody through hell, Mm -hmm. you know, I can, I can make you sweat, Mm -hmm. I can, like, you know, make you crawl out of the gym, anybody can, that doesn't take a talented trainer, Mm -hmm. it really doesn't, Mm -hmm. and, um, when you're younger, you're more susceptible to that, like, I started, we were just talking, I started training when I was 17, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, what, like, almost 10 years ago now, yeah, crazy, 17, you have the Mm -hmm. mentality of, like, a rabid dog, you know what I mean? Right, right. And, like, you know, just, well, I just wanted to wreck myself, and I thought the best, you know, training for my class would be just to, like, mm-hmm. make it put, wreck them, let them know, like, go hey, hard, this, is, no. this is what we're doing. Yeah, and, uh, motherfucker, go hard or go home. Definitely is benefit to that, but you have to, like, use it like a weapon, like a little secret weapon. Use yeah. it sparingly, tap into that energy only when you feel like you have to. And now I have a much more holistic, like, whole body mindset approach to it. And uh, I think the results speak for themselves. I have, you know, everything's been infinitely more successful in, like, my clients' lives in employing this technique. And my own, like, I feel like I look, and this is not to, like, brag or sound vain in any way, I look and feel better than I ever have. And it's, I think it's because of yoga. Intention. Yeah, it's because of that's when that's where I got all this shit from, mm-hmm. you know? And, um... Mm, yeah, it brings up a good point. Uh, I was doing yoga with my sister who's not into, like, all the nutrition and things along those lines. But after we finished our yoga class, she's like, honestly, I just want to go home and eat some fucking broccoli. I want to eat some – like, and it's just something that it does to you that it's just, like, I want to take care of myself. You know, right. it's like – and in more ways than just, like, working out. Right. You know, mentally, you know. physically, spiritually. How many people you know that come in the gym and throw around weight and then go to McDonald's and get big? Right. You know? You ain't getting the six-pack at McDonald's. You're not getting the six-pack, man, but that's, that was my mentality going into first lifting. I was a skinny kid. I mean, arguably, I still am a skinny kid, but I had no muscle on my body at all. I was, like, literally anorexic skin and bones. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you listen to the bro science meatheads in the gym lift over you a lot. Eat seven times a day. Mm-hmm. Wrecked my digestive system. I'm still recovering from it. You know, mm-hmm. eating fucking steak and oatmeal six times. It's, you know, mm-hmm. if your goal is to be Mr. Olympia, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. You're you training know, that much? That's yeah. That's one thing. That works. You know, and that's what you want to look like. That's the sacrifices you know you have to make in order to achieve that goal. Do you, bro. But, like, it just doesn't serve me mm-hmm. anymore. Right. And I think for the most people, they don't know what they're doing. So mm-hmm. they listen to that bro size. They're like, oh, I want to get muscle. Mm-hmm. So I have to, you know, train isolated body parts mm-hmm. and eat six times a day. And it's, I personally think that does more harm than good at this point. How so? It's just because, well, your body's not meant to function in isolation. Mm. Right, so I mean, I'm not saying I never do isolated mm-hmm. movements. Like, you want to get bigger biceps, you're gonna do a bicep curl. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's like, the, but 
you really should be doing chin-ups with a reverse grip mm-hmm. or reverse barbell rows to get your biceps or mm-hmm. you know incorporate exercises that te- that teach your whole body how to move as a unit right and if you you're sitting down at machines you know, you're trying to pump up your chest on the chest press machine, and then you move over and do some flies, mm-hmm. you know, and then you go over and do some tricep pull-downs on the rope. Yeah. You're isolating your chest, you're isolating your triceps, not your workout for the day. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're, you're, the rest of your body is getting no mm-hmm. activation. It, you, your mind isn't being, you, your body's not telling your mind to do anything else but pump up these muscle fibers, and then you're going to go fuel it with a shit ton of glycogen <laughs> that, mm-hmm. you know, just gets stored as fat or you piss out or, you know, mm-hmm. you're digestive systems always going mm-hmm. you know that's that was the most detrimental part of eating that many calories that many times a day mm-hmm. yes you will get big i'd argue that 40 percent of that's muscle mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah you know it might be intramuscular fat you know you but if you don't feel like you're getting fat for me as soon as i cut that down i shredded all my fat mm-hmm. i i know for a fact i have the same amount of muscle mm-hmm. i was just fatter mm-hmm. and you know it's hard to tell when you're the person looking at you mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah 100%. so you got to give your digestive system the time to recover right you need it needs a break just like everything else needs a break yep you look at these intermittent fasting studies which are just mind-blowing you mind-blowing. know giving your body like a couple hours before you go to bed for your body to do its work and actually digest your food you know how many people are eating a big ass steak and mashed potatoes before they go to sleep and then they don't get high quality sleep Mm-hmm. Because their body's digesting everything overnight, and they don't know how to breathe right. And mm-hmm. if you're, you know, your digestive system's working. You're yeah. a mouth, mouth breather. You're always shoveling food in. You don't yeah. take the time, dude. Honestly, like the the power of just taking deep breaths throughout your day. You know, yeah. just like well, every time I remind myself, like just breathe. Like those would just seem to be the best days for me because I'm in a parasympathetic state. I'm calm. I'm relaxed. But then, you know, when you're just belly, your mouth breathing all day long, you get angsty, you know? Yeah. You, you're, you're, you're just like, go, go, go. And when you stop and take a deep breath, you're, you recharge. Mm, you feel yeah. your cells in your body. You're inhaling positivity. Yeah. And for, any, for anybody, just like take a break during your day and just like reset your intention. Mm-hmm. Take, you know, what is it? 10 deep breaths and you're just automatically yeah. like flipped. Dude, in the middle of my work day, especially like, uh, now with like a with a solid yoga practice that really teaches you to be mindful of your breath it's mm-hmm. so hard to go through the day and be mindful of your breath like oh, yeah. i i'm not even close to being good at it and i don't think 50 years from now i'll be good at it you mm-hmm. know what i mean but i make it a point to stop and take like and once an hour if i can literally just stop and take a minute and take like four or five deep breaths in through your nose and out through your nose. Mm. You're, you really should breathe through your nose, not your mouth. You shouldn't even breathe out through your mouth, really, unless you're, like, doing some sort of intentional breathing practice that right. requires you to breathe out through your mouth. Mm-hmm. There's a million of them. Four, now. seven, eight is yeah. a good one. Or... Yeah, and I'm not going to even attempt to be, like, recommending different <laughs> right. breathing exercises. That's not my field. No but I just know that you should train your body to breathe through your nose more. Yeah. And that's helped me a lot. And I think it's helped people I know a lot, too, just, like, really take, like, four or five deep breaths in through your nose and out through your nose mm-hmm. multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. You'll have a better day. Mm-hmm. The ROI on that is almost instantaneous. Yeah. You're just right? calmer. You're yeah, just like, man. We're, like, you're not going to just flip shit on somebody real quick over fucking, right. you know. And you're always stronger when you're calm. Mm. And that's literally in the gym. And that's mm. literally in life. Yeah, dude. The power of just having strong thoughts in the gym as opposed to weak thoughts in the gym. You right. Know, you can lift up 
fucking a hundred times more when you just have strong thoughts. Absolutely. Just keep reminding yourself. Or it's empowering. You know, and I'm kind of an ADHD sporadic motherfucker, mm-hmm. so like it helps me too. And I'm like, even in the middle of my workout, I'll be doing a set, thinking about what I'm going to be doing three sets, three mm-hmm. exercises from now towards the end, and how it's going to sync up. And that's important in a way. But if you are have a strong, calm mind, you're going to efficiently work out mm-hmm. so much better, and you're going to get so much more out of that workout than if you just are in the moment mm-hmm. and. If you learn those lessons in the gym the easy way, mm-hmm. taking those lessons out of the gym and being in the moment is way harder, but that's why this is such a good, helpful training kind of program to have for life mm-hmm. and bringing it back to kids, and mm-hmm. that's why I'm so passionate about trying to help kids with that. Yeah, I love that, honestly. You know? I love that you're so open about it as well. Like, wh- let me ask you, what's like... Yeah. A type of like morning. Do you have any like morning routine where you breathe or like set yeah, your attention? Yeah. yeah, yeah, to the point that it's almost become like a uh, like a problem. <laughs> like in my in my relationship now, it's now I wake up at uh, five a.m. every day. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, a lot of the times it's because I have to be uh, at my job at the gym early. Yep. Um, but on days I don't, I just you know I used to see what time I had to work and kind of plan my day, my wake up time around that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that just, uh, everybody's different, but mm-hmm. it just messed me up. So I just like feel it easier to get up at the same time. The earliest time I can get up yep. every day, 5am. Mm. Um, and you do it for three weeks and it's like no big deal. Circadian rhythm. Yeah. Circadian it's a powerful it's a thing. Real fucking thing. It's right? legit. Go figure. It's legit. You know, it all comes back to like these simple things like breath. And yeah. I just heard on Wise podcast the power of getting sunlight and the power of I mean obviously like drink more water, you yeah. know, these oh, yeah. simple things. Simple things in life yeah. don't overcomplicate it. It reminds me of just functional medicine, and I, kn- I know that you know a little bit about functional medicine as a well. Bit. Yeah, yeah. A little bit about right. the, just the matrix of a healthy human being, and it's just like how are your relationships? How is your water intake? How is your nutrition? How is your exercise? And like, mm-hmm. you know, it just it just makes sense instead of like going to a doctor's office and like, oh, why are you why are you depressed? Instead of why are you depressed, it's like, let's just give you an antidepressant mm-hmm. instead of asking why. You know, right. it comes back to like, why? Yeah, you got to ask yourself why a lot, and that's the hardest person to ask. Mm. Why, you know, is yourself and being honest with yourself too. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I always recommend return to baseline, you know. Mm. I'm tired. What can I do to get more energy? Uh, sleep more. Mm. You know, that is, that is what you need. <laughs> that's what you need in that, you know, how do I get stronger on my bench press? What are these, you know, everyone's looking for these, like, what is this, what's the sexy accessory movement I can do? I should be doing, like, board presses with bands and stuff. You should probably just bench press more. Right, right. You should probably just refine your technique. Yeah. Where's your, where's your, how's your bar path? Where, where's it on your chest? What are you doing? Mm. Like, refine your craft and revert back to basics. Make sure you're hydrated. That mm. goes across the board for anything. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Mm. And don't let any trainer, including me, try to sell you fancy shit. Mm-hmm. We're all about these Go. quick fixes around here. Yeah. You yeah. know, and life hacks. no such thing as quick fixes, which brings me back to the morning routine. Yes. Of 5 a.m., as soon as I wake up, I throw on the coffee. I don't drink the coffee. I just throw it on. Mm-hmm. And you get that smell, the aroma yeah, in the air. Uh, and it's like just kind of like a ritual. Like yeah. I'm half asleep, but I just know what I'm doing. Uh-huh. You know, I'm doing my thing. Um, throw on the coffee. I go into my living room. I get my pillow, and I sit down, and I meditate for like 15 to 20 minutes. Depends on the day. Sometimes, like, for whatever life happens, I can only get five minutes. Mm-hmm. I'll try to make up for that later, but I always like to lately start my day with 20 minutes of uh just breathing meditation in through your nose out through your nose sometimes i listen to uh 
like some sort of meditation music, binaural beats. Mm-hmm. Um, my my brother Wyatt, shout out to Wyatt Haggerty, who we just talked about, um, sent me uh, Joe Dispenza's guided meditation. Oh yeah, um, legit. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's that's it's. Uh, that's that's like another level mm-hmm. almost, and I like I dabble and I use that as like a tool almost. Like if I know I'm going to do something like big today, yeah. and I need to set myself in the future and like dominate that moment, like I do shit like that. Yeah, and uh, it's really hard, man. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's the hardest exercise you'll ever do. Joe Dispenza's got yeah, it. Yeah, got it. It's like I mean, Duh. just because like it. Especially he has a morning one and an evening one he sent me, and I'm like, you know, I don't Send know. me those. I will. I don't know enough about them to, like, tell you where to get them or anything. Like, he just literally sent yeah. them. And if uh, you can look up Joe Dispenza. Yeah, and if you have it, you've got to check out a Joe Dispenza. And, like, yeah, that makes me sound like a preschooler trying to articulate all this shit. Mm. But um, the evening one especially, which I've, like, literally only done twice, but, like, it just, like, forces you to think about just so much of yourself and like how you define yourself how others see you how you want to be perceived in the future what you did wrong today Mm. how you're going to make that better tomorrow Mm. who you're going to be dude that shit like can like rip your soul out Mm. if you really get down to it and Mm -hmm. you really are true with yourself that's like meditation can be hard and it can be fucking dark Mm. and that might be kind of why I like it. <laughs> that might be kind of why I think it's so, it's so badass. Yeah. like the demons come up, man. Yeah. I yeah. like that you're not afraid of leaning into that discomfort, too. No, I thought that's where I thrive. Yeah. That's it's important. Yeah. That's, and that's, I've always been that way. It's mm. not because I'm trying to be tough because I'm not. It's just is where where yeah. I thrive. And that's, I've always been attracted to the dark side, mm-hmm. obviously. So, uh, yeah. So there's that. I meditate. Then I start drinking my coffee as I read. I always read every morning after my meditation. Just any like self development, spiritual. There's that. There's I, I do read those books, and uh, I just finished the Wu Tang Clan manual <laughs> this, this morning. Like and, uh, I have a book about uh, Andrew Carnegie. I'm reading too. Mm. Like shit like that. Like, I just read whatever. Dude. Yeah. I like Stephen King. I like you know whatever book I'm reading. I'm always reading a book. Mm-hmm. I've read every rock and roll, punk rock, autobiography <laughs> you could ever want to read. And I have them all. So if you ever want them, I'm good. My I man. highly recommend Keith Richards' Life. By the way, you can learn a lot from that. Okay, I'll rock hold on. You up with that. Um, <laughs> So I always read for I, as much as I uh, can have time to, maybe 20, 30 minutes even. That's cool. Um, and then I don't eat till about 1 o'clock. Mm, in the afternoon? Wow. Yeah, I don't eat till about 1 o'clock. Just coffee, black coffee. Black coffee, Simple tea, man. water. Yeah. Um, I take a probiotic. Yep. Um, in the morning? Yeah, mm. take a probiotic in the morning. And then before my first meal, I'll take some digestive enzymes. Mm. And usually my first meal was like a, uh, either a mixed green salad with some avocado or some salmon. Or, Get the healthy fats. Yeah, shit like that. Or I'd make like a, if I'm home, like I saute up all those vegetables. Like I like to break the fast with a good quality vegetable and healthy fats and mm-hmm. not an overbearing like source of protein. Then later, like after my workout, I might eat some more protein like eggs or like uh, if I'm eating red meat that day or, or salmon or something mm-hmm. like that too. Yeah, dude, how how much better is the food after a nice, like, 16-hour fast as opposed to, like, constant eating six meals a day? You're just like, eh. Oh, it's great. Um, I just, coming from, I don't know if if you know this about me, but coming from, like, I had an eating disorder growing up, Mm -hmm. right? So I was was literally, when I said I was anorexic, I I was for real. Really? (laughs) Yeah, that's for real. You just wouldn't eat food? Yeah, straight up. Or I was just like, yeah, I just wouldn't eat food, and I'd run, and, you know. Just wanted to be super skinny? Yeah, because I was overweight as a, uh, like, oh. elementary school. And mm. growing up, middle school was always chubby. I was always overweight. And 
you know, why I want to help people is because, like, I didn't know any fucking better. Mm. You know, I thought, what, yeah. how, how do I want to get skinny? Well, I'm not going to eat it. I'm going to run. That works. It works. Yeah, it works too well. <laughs> and then, you know, that came with a whole host of mental problems. But uh, right. what I, would I have to stop myself in doing with that and what I would caution people in the uh, fasting realm is to not binge on what you're about to eat because that's so easy to do. You're like, fuck, I haven't eaten in 16 hours. I'm so fucking hungry. I can't wait to tear this up. Like, take a deep breath before mm, you eat. Yeah. Take a couple deep breaths before you eat and really set your mind to enjoy this meal and absorb this nutrition mm. that you're giving yourself. Yeah. And not just because... And I'm, dude, I'm so fucking guilty of it. Like, I just pow, pounding <laughs> through it. Right. And just, like, not even looking up and, like, yeah. being, like, a rabid dog. Yeah. And, uh... So that that's one thing that did, I that I that I struggled with at first, but now I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, and did you know that food actually starts to break down in your mouth? That you when you chew it more, there's more saliva, and that actually releases more of the nutrients in your food. Yeah. So who knew? Just like your saliva is one of the biggest parts of like di- digestion. Isn't that dope as hell? Very dope. Super heavy metal. Right. Think about it. Yeah. Fucking like, right. Warrior saliva is breaking down your shit and helping yeah. you digest. Yeah, man. That's yeah. Dope. What about bedtime routine? I wish I had a better one. Mm, you'll get there. I wish I had, yeah, yeah, straight up. I uh, I usually get home late because I, you know, work a mm-hmm. lot or I'm up doing uh, computer stuff a lot for DCL. But um, mm-hmm. I do lately, especially, and, 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 you know, I'll be a hypocrite if I say I do it all the time, but I definitely stop looking at my phone an hour before I go to sleep. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, and I, I'm not perfect with that, but that right now is my bedtime routine, and it's, uh, I stop... And yep. I hang out with my girlfriend, and we, like, watch movies. Yeah. And, or not even – sometimes we don't even watch movies. Just hang out, talk, and just decompress throughout the day. Yeah. And then just go, try to, my best to go to sleep. A lot of these things are baby steps, man. Yeah, man. My, my nighttime routine is definitely not on point, but it's it's the best I can do right now. Baby steps. Yeah. You know, with it's anything. So like, your morning routine didn't get to where it was without just, like – I started with, like, five minutes, you know? And it's right. like, oh, I could do this. Okay, now, you know, it's just with anything. Like, I was talking to, like, a health coach, and he said – like someone who's, who doesn't go to the gym. He said for the first week, he'll have them put their shoes on and act like they're going to the gym, and then and that's it. That's yeah, it for the week. The intention. Right, and then yeah. like next week, put your shoes on, drive to the gym, and then go right back home. And then it just gets you into that routine a lot easier instead of just like put on your shoes, go to the gym, work out as hard as fuck for an hour, and then, you know, it's just yeah, it's a lot more. It is, man. We're creatures of habit. Absolutely, I like that. You know, yeah. just start slow. They say the hardest part of going to the gym is putting your shoes on. It's true. It really is. There's so that, much resistance. That can, that can be applied to a lot of shit, too. Everything. The hardest part of doing anything. It's the hardest starting. part of doing this podcast was setting up the mic. <laughs> 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 we struggled a bit. Yeah. <laughs> shit like that. The stupid shit you don't think of. Yeah, right. What about you? What do you do? Um, so I'm at Whole Foods right now, and yeah. since I got a job there, just like my passion for nutrition is expanding greatly. Um, and eventually I'm going to be a functional health coach, which I don't know if you knew that's a thing or not, but you work alongside functional doctors and you just mentor people because these doctors, I mean, there's more and more functional doctors every day, but they're seeing so many clients where they're put implementing the functional health coach to like stay with them, step in step by step of the way. And, you know, walk like staying accountable you know when you have someone to reach out to like oh how'd you do today you're a lot more likely to follow through on these things than if you're just trying to will yourself there can you define a functional health doctor functional health doctor they focus on your body as a whole entire system like a full body instead of like your heart you see a cardiologist it's like instead of that you focus on 
the whole spectrum, you know, why is your heart? Is it nutrition? Is it exercise? Is it mindfulness? Is it relationships? All of these things is your body as a, like a harmonious system. And it just, it just makes sense. Like Dr. Mark Hyman and a lot of these people are leading the way and just like, and the results that they're getting is incredible. It just like, they're not so quick to give people these pharmaceutical drugs and just like, like uh, treat them and get out of here onto the next one. You know, it just seems a lot more like, where the way things are trending, where it's more relationship-based, and, yeah. Dope, dude. Well, yeah. that, that's kind of funny how that kind of directly parallels what I was talking about, about isolating your chest and your triceps and your shit, and instead of training your body as, like, a whole functional piece. Exactly. And that could be, you know, it's applied to medicine and wellness, and uh, that's pretty badass. Exactly. So what would you be doing as a health, uh, was a functional health coach? Yes. Well, you, eventually, you, I would start off, I'm going to start off working with doctors. And okay, I'll get, like, a mentor? Yes. Is there your mentor? Yeah, well, you work alongside them, okay. and you get clients that way, and you're working with these people one-on-one or in a group. And, you know, eventually I'm going to branch off and do things by myself. Hell yeah, man. But, like, I, like, to have these clients right, like, up front is nice to just, like, get your foot in the door. Like, you, like... 10 years of an experience, like, how much more do you know now just by doing it? Oh, man, infinite. You know? Yeah, it shouldn't even be the same person. Right. It shouldn't, yeah. If you're not, exactly. Yeah, it shouldn't even be identified as the same person, so that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. What what took you down that route? Because so, I know you as a badass motherfucker from Whole Foods that I went to school with. And, right, you know, so right. So I'm like, yeah, dude, let's get on the podcast. You're, you're, you know, you're always super energetic, you know. Yeah. You just told me today you've been sober all year. You're doing a sobriety right. year. Right. You, dude, you always have your just full force energy, mm-hmm. positivity. Yeah. There's not been a day that you've not been like that, and I'm like, that's bad as fuck. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what, what's up with you? What's up with me, dude? Yeah. That's a great question. You know, I think why I'm so positive because I, I've been on the other side of that and I've been like in very dark and low places alone, you know, like, you know, I was listening to your badass podcast with Josh and just like, you know, I guess I've been there, you know, I've been in that dark place where I just wanted to cut it short, you know, I didn't have any, and then slowly but surely, oh, I want to, so a psychedelic experience. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So West Virginia, I went to college. I was in no man's land. Honestly, I was going to college for something that I didn't care about. You know, I just figured that's what everybody does. You went to WVU? WVU for one year. Woo, baby. Right? All right. Almost heaven. Let's go. It was like, uh, I was so lost that year, but I found people that I love and I wouldn't trade it for the world. But I ended up having this psychedelic experience that connected me. Like, growing up, my parents, we were raised Catholic, but at the same time, like, they didn't take it serious, you know? Like, they didn't. You know, so I didn't take it serious. Mm-hmm. So I had no relationship with God. I didn't care. You know, I didn't think, I was like, there's so much going on. Like, it doesn't, I don't really matter, you know. And then this experience just woke me up to just like, wh- whatever you want to call it, Holy Spirit, energy inside of us, whatever you want to call it. And it like completely altered my path. I don't know. And it was just like baby steps, but like towards on the personal development realm. You know, I just like, I saw that I could be, being, I could be way better than I am right now. You know, like, I'm drinking every weekend, smoking weed all day, every day. And, like, the reason why I got sober is because I guess I guess know where that road takes you, and I just cannot go there. You know, I'm just so afraid of becoming, like, you know, my parents are, I love them to death, but they're, you know, addiction took a huge toll on their life, you know? Right. And, like... So many people do. So many people. It's just one yeah. of the big you know, things that'll tear you down. Yeah, and so many, like, my mom as well, my parents, you know, and it's just like, 
you don't even realize it until you take a step back and look at it and stuff. And it's, you know, they don't they they mean well. You know, the majority of quote unquote addicts don't know they're at it. They mean well. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like once you get yourself right, get situated, psychedelic experience or not, mm-hmm. find whatever God right. means to you and live that truth or whatever white people call it these days <laughs> um, you know it's like when you really start opening your eyes to like those the, those you know demons mm. that are that is addiction yes. and intoxication exactly that's what I wanted to talk about yeah. so as soon as you get sober it, like my visualization of it is like oh I'm gonna get sober and I'm gonna be the best version of myself I'm gonna be so happy I'm so proud of myself and it as soon as you get sober, you get like facing. You're in the de- in the desert, like in the in the Bible when Moses leads people out of. Um, they're just in the desert alone, surrounded, and like you're just faced with all these demons that like you've been, you know, yeah, running so, away from. You yeah, know, you're just you've been yeah. running. So, like, I love it. You're not afraid to get biblical with the metaphors. That's good. Yeah, but like that that resonates with me. That's cool. I mm. never heard sobriety described like that. You're just in the jungle, and Jordan yeah. Peterson. Um, he says it really well too. Just like taking, it's been like taking responsibility for yourself. You know, for anything. Like I don't know, Jordan Peterson really resonates with me. I don't, I don't agree with everything that he says, but like I honestly have not listened to him. Really? Yeah, too much. Like I've heard like many, you know, many snippets of shit he said that people sent to me, but I never took the time out. Maybe I should. Yeah, check it out. I'll send yeah. you a couple good videos Please that do. I like. But um. So I give this quick little example with my like my sister has been to a couple concerts and she loses her phone consistently like three times I think she's lost her phone and she blames everybody else you know it's like they stole my phone they stole my phone this and like yeah, it's not it's not Jaegermeister's problem no exactly <laughs> and like when you take responsibility for these things at least you're forced to like look at yourself and be like what could I do differently to solve this problem you know like. And that just goes for everything in life. Like, when you are the victim, then you can't... There's nothing to be learned, you know? But when you take responsibility for everything, mm-hmm. for, like, everything, like, there's there's always a way out if you just, like, force your, you know, your inner, your power, your creativity, and you could find a way. Absolutely, man. Take yeah. responsibility, man. Like That's what got me out of a lot, too. Just nut up or shut up, isn't it, in a way, mm-hmm. you know? It's, like, so, as simple as that, man. Right. It's uh and it's knowing your path too and it's not taking the path of least resistance at yes. time. Yes. You know. I do think there's a balance. I do think there's something to be said for get, for easing up on yourself and taking a least resistant path once in a while. Yes. And letting we were talking you, about letting this. you recharge. Yeah. I do think, you know, I'm not fucking David Goggins. Right. You know, like <laughs> respect to all that shit. Yeah. But that's one way. Yeah, that's one that's certainly one way, man. But I mean <laughs> I like to have a little more fun than that. Yeah. You I get know, that. I, I think that's important too. Mm-hmm. And, but and I hope don't misconstrue fun as just like sitting at a bar and getting hammered because yeah. that's sad. Yeah, you know that's not fun. That's what I miss about like so through this year. I I don't miss going to the bar and getting blacked out. I don't miss that. But I do miss being able to like celebrate using like alcohol. You know, like being able to celebrate drinking a glass of wine with mm-hmm. a female and just like unwinding like so there's like you said, we keep coming back to like having a balance with it and you yeah, know, having I a, think that's the answer. Yeah, having an intention on how you want to use it instead of taking the path of least resistance and we're creatures of habit, so you start drinking once and then it just becomes an everyday thing. Yeah. You know and, uh, even just for me if I tell myself like I'm never allowed to do this like i can't do that like i'm, I'm sober i'm not drinking I, I don't drink yeah like that's largely true like i i 
I gave up drinking like almost entirely, yeah, definitely entirely for six to, I think it was like almost eight months. Wow. And uh, now I treat it like, hey man, I'm at a concert or something sweet is going on. Yeah. I'm with I'm with my girl, with my boys. And I'm going to have one or two. Yeah. But that's where that, that that's where I'm going to stop though. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm going to really enjoy it. Yeah. And it, then that's it. It takes being know? that far removed to right. be able to like right. use it as like a treat instead of just a crutch. Yeah. And uh, it, it takes training too because like, you know, I think we've all gone through or with drugs and alcohol, mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, I'm stopping this for a while. And then you start back up again. You're like, just occasionally. Right. And then before you know it, Every day. You know? It's every day. Mm-hmm. You know? And then yeah. you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. And then you stop. And you're like, fuck, was I really doing that every day? Mm-hmm. You were. Mm-hmm. And I was. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of that shit was really fun. And you can't replace it with anything. But I'm, you know, I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. That's inspiring. And, uh, Thank you. You're, you're going to get to a point where I feel like you can balance everything out. Use it right. You'd be... Use, use it as a, as a weapon. And you can use anything as a drug. Like, food oh. is a drug, you know? Did you know that they engineer food to have a specific bliss point of, like, the perfect amount of fat-to-sugar ratio to make it, like, just... Like, there's, so like, like, so many bright minds yeah. <laughs> on this, like, yeah. making food as addicting as they possibly can. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. You know? So, like, for people who are always super hard on themselves about, like, being addicted to certain foods, it's, like, literally, it's not your fault. It's, like... If, a, if you put a mouse in a cage and you give it access to cocaine and you give it access to sugar, it's going to choose sugar every time. Right. It's true. That is true. It's just like, it's not your fault. Like, just know what you're, it could very well be the hardest thing you're dealing with. Like, it's not just like some easy thing that you can just like quit like that. And it stems from trauma. It stems right. from whatever you got going on mentally, you know. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I'm sure they exist, but, like, I don't know many addicts to drugs or food or anything that everything's great, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> what you know? I, I just do this, you right. know? I just everything's going fine, but I'm, like, yeah. railing blow in the bathroom, you yeah. know? I, you know, I just don't... I never met that guy. Never I'm either. sure that guy is probably a lot really cool when he exists, but I don't... <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't know. You if you know, know him, introduce me. Yeah, well, yeah, let us know. Let's get him on the show, but... <laughs> It's it's a it's a fascinating thing, and I think it all returns back to your mental health, which is you know yes. why we do this. Yes, and it's like why isn't there a mindset class anywhere, except for like you know what I mean? Like in school, you can learn about fucking geography and history, but there is no mindset class. Yeah, until death comes lifting comes along, right? And we're doing um, yoga, breathing, doing yoga, breathing. We're doing the um, I've, I've talked about this before. Um, I didn't go into that much detail, but. I'm starting a uh, completely on like my, under death comes lifting my own like a youth fitness class that I'm gonna, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna hold it here at the gym but eventually I want to do it um, once the weather starts getting nice just do it outside mm. and like do kind of like pop up boot camps like I'll go into like different areas of town and like just do like a you know two days mm. an hour and a half a day you know parents come watch you know, I'm not some, we're not creepy motherfuckers <laughs> trying to hang out with your kids in the mug and, you know yeah. wherever come watch it's all good you yeah. know and I think uh and it's gonna be it's gonna be fitness, but it's gonna be so much your mindset. It's, mm. That's the cornerstone of everything, and that's what I do with all my clients now. Yep. And I'm de- and uh, we're in developing for adults too. It's not just for kids, but that's yeah. like what I'm focusing on, like my energy towards like live, like in a boot camp sort of class mm-hmm. environment. But uh, we're uh, doing online training programs that revolving around transformation of your mindset as well as your body. And it starts with your mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think nobody else is doing that. And I think um, 
that's been the most beneficial for me, and it's already it's already on the website. It's already it's already there. So love it. And um, love it. Yeah, and it, it all starts with. We start with five minutes of meditation a bit at the beginning of the workout. Mm-hmm. You should see the fucking looks I get, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you should see the looks I get from people. But you gotta it, be kidding me with this. We're trying to lift out here. And yeah, the, we're trying to lift. You got these kids we're meditating. Up, we're sitting down and we're breathing. I love it. Yeah, and we're we're setting intentions, mm. and then I'm gonna teach you about Black Sabbath, and then we're gonna lift weights. Mm. That's how we're gonna do things. <laughs> Lickly spit. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, and uh, you know. Man, imagine if you were a kid and someone taught you about mindset and self-love. Wish, you know, so important. Where, where, you know, when I was you young, be, you depressed, would, yeah, I could have used that. Right. You know, who, who couldn't? Right. Where anybody says that like they don't need that, they're just full shit. Right. You know, they're wrong. They're wrong. They're literally wrong. They're literally wrong. You know. You know, any, especially for kids, man. Yeah. You know, it all comes back to the kids, and I love how you're passionate about that, as am I, because when I was a kid, I was eating McDonald's every day. I was eating, drinking Mountain Dew before bed. I was playing video games all night or watching these four movies. That heard, heard. No, no, you know, no disrespect no, 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 to, the, no, no, to the, that's not disrespectful. Michael Myers, the shadow self. That's right. The, sh- the shadow <laughs> entity popped up on code, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, dude. And it's like it's someone cool. could, I wish someone would have taught me a little bit about mindset and nutrition when I was young, because I was very, you know, my skin acne i was insecure you know and that you know that carries with you through that you know still deal with it today i do 100 not ashamed ashamed to say that at all it's healthy to to say that right um, that's why i personally am also very passionate about music and just a huge music fan because that's where i got my mindset training from that's where i retreated to nobody else and i felt like nobody else was there for me but all these records were Mm. and like you know a lot of them can be crazy and loud and scary or whatever you want or if you don't understand them you're, you're going to misconstrue the message but a lot of the messages are really pure and really good mm. they're about really just believing in yourself and standing up for yourself because like yeah that's why I idolized you know people always ask me I always ask people I should say who their idols are you know and uh, what what because um, I'm fascinated by that like who inspires you mm-hmm. what drives you yeah. and like you know people ask me that shit in, this, in, in the gym but like I always say like well like Alice Cooper <laughs> yeah, Ozzy Osbourne. You met him, huh? Uh, yeah, I met Oscar. Yeah, yeah, Marilyn Manson as a kid. Mm. Uh, you know, doesn't get much more you know crazy to a parent when you're a kid than like, oh, Marilyn Manson is like my hero. Yeah, I'd be very worried about. Yeah, you, you should be in yeah, a way, but at the am. same time, like, what, 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 what a human being, right? That, that he is a. Um, I mean, it's definitely done some questionable shit like everybody has, but, like, what kind of a confidence must you have to have in yourself to, like, get on stage and, like, address and, like, scream and, like, make millions of dollars and, like, be mm-hmm. this, like, rock star and, like... Like, to me, that was always so empowering. Like, look at this motherfucker, mm-hmm. like, doing this shit mm-hmm. and, like, living his truth and, like, mm-hmm. you know, his poetry and, like, everything and just believing in yourself that much because that's what the best music is. Like, all those guys, all those people I idolized as a kid and still idolize now... You know, I, I'm a little bit more underground now. I don't listen to that stuff as much as I did when I was a kid. But, like, even people on the underground, like, just, like, tearing their soul out on stage. Yeah. And just, like, giving it their all, being that confident in mm. themselves is just, like, so fucking badass. I never me. saw it like that. You yeah. Know, the way that, like, it, it takes so much just, like, unfuckwithableness of, like, I don't care what anybody else thinks about me. I'm doing me. Right. To do that, you know? Makeup on your face, wearing a dress, like you said, and, like... Just doing whatever the fuck and you want to do. He literally got blamed for Columbine, Marilyn Manson. What? Yeah, they, they, that was like the main. If you, if, I mean, I'm sure people that are listening to this, if they like listen to my shit, they know about this. So I'm sorry if I'm like repeating. But for you, 
there's a <laughs> so there's a documentary called Bowling for Columbine that Michael Moore did, right? Mm -hmm. and you can you know I have my my negative opinions about Michael Moore mm -hmm. as well as positive ones, but Marilyn Manson does this great interview in that fucking in this show, right? And um, the media flips and flips it on him and Columbine. They say that the killers listened to him because they wore black trench coats when they did it. They, yeah. they, they like they spun it as these these were like Marilyn Manson fans mm. that had shot up this school and whatever when it turns out they didn't even like Marilyn Manson. But the media needed a scapegoat. Yeah. And what a better scapegoat than somebody like him. Yeah. And he so he literally like almost killed his career. And he stood up for what he believed in and he still like kept on and kept doing his mm -hmm. thing. And like he didn't take interviews at that time because he felt like he was contributing to the what was poison, which was the media. So he didn't say yep. anything, you know, shit like that. And then reading that and listening to those interviews as a kid, and like be, I'm, you know, cautious of like all of that shit. But like, that was so inspiring to me and so powerful that somebody could be that confident and like, you know, you, you're you're the society scapegoat, you mm -hmm. know, and you're still doing your thing, man. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's truth. And that's yeah. like he would die for what he believes in, and you know. Right now, I'm at the point, and so would I. Like, mm -hmm. this is my purpose. Mm -hmm. And, like, I feel like I've learned I learned that, not because I had awesome parents, not because I had anybody tell me what to do. I learned that because of rock and roll. Mm. And that's, <laughs> that's, love that's, it, that's the truth. So. I love it. And that's not for everybody, but everybody has that thing that can yes, teach them. Exactly. You know, everybody sees if, it differently. And if some, you know, poor kid that doesn't know any better, if that person is someone like you or me, then... God bless, right? Right. <laughs> you know, that's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't sing anyway, so that's all. You sure? Maybe not. I don't yeah. know. I do in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to let that out. Yeah, for sure, man. Who inspires you? Rob Deerdeck and nice. Mark Hyman. But Rob Deerdeck because he's just... He just does it, man. Like, he gets, he lives with that energy that I want to, you know, like that energy that I carry myself with all the time. Like, you, you do remind me of Rob Deerdeck. He inspires me with just like his true love for his wife and his children. Like, that's my ultimate purpose is just to have that like solid foundation of a family life where like, you know, the relationship is very important, you know, of like, you know, having those deep conversations with your significant other and doing those like, you know, those bonding activities that keep, like, I just saw, I mean, I know that your parents are divorced, my parents are divorced, and I just never saw love in my house, you know, it was just yeah, never, right, it was never true, and, like, so still I'm trying to find out and, like, how to trust people, you know, it's hard to be vulnerable, you know? That's fucking hard, man. It you know? Me, that hits home on so many levels with me, dude, too, because, you know, I never, I never saw it either. Never saw it, you know? I, I, I never, as a, as a kid, I didn't, I don't think that I witnessed true love one time. Me neither. And it was weird because my parents faked it. You know, it's like they... And you caught on to it quick. Probably, so right? quick. And, like, you yeah. could feel shit as a kid. You just... That's what I mean. You, you know, have you intuition. Give kids enough credit, dude. Right. They're smarter than you. They so are. Like, calm, the, calm the fuck down because they know what's going on. I smell that on. shit out so quick. And then so, yeah. like, they faked it until we were, like, in eighth, ninth grade. And it was, like... By the time it happened, people were like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's like, I saw, I knew it was coming. Yeah. It's all coming you should be like, a mile like, away. Yeah. I'm glad it finally happened. Yeah. I you always, I, I said, hey, two Christmases, what do I give a fuck? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about looking at the bright side. Yeah, I'm all about looking at the bright side. But my parents divorced when I was so young. I, I grew up not knowing any better. Yeah. So I grew, I grew up in a, you know, I don't want to say broken home, but like it was pretty rocky. Yeah. You know, so I didn't just didn't know what it was like. Yeah. And it, it doesn't matter how slight or severe your trauma is like trauma is still trauma to a child. Yeah. You know, it right. could be something as significant, like as 
little as, you know, the teacher looked at you the wrong way and then you just perceived it. Or it could be, you know, you know, you pick your case of all the terrible, traumatic things going on around the world, you know. Right. It's still trauma. It trauma is trauma. And as you get older and kind of realize that shit, too, like, realize, like, maybe you realize some shit's like, wow, that actually was really fucked up, and I didn't realize how fucked up that was at the time. Yeah. But I, like, I tend to think more towards, like, hey, man, my dad was just a dude. Mm-hmm. He didn't know He didn't know any better. Didn't, you know, he may, might have known better, might not have known better. My mom was just a chick, man. Right. You know, you fuck up. They didn't have access to all these you know, free podcasts and all this stuff. Right. You know, they didn't have the internet. Right. I could have I could have easily, five years ago, got somebody pregnant, and then, like, I would have been that dude. Mm-hmm. Just doing my damn thing, trying my best, and that kid could have blamed me for how fucked up he was. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Yeah, we're all human. Yeah, we're all human, but, like, I think it takes a, a sense of uh, mindfulness and a little bit of uh, wisdom through age and experience to kind of, like, come to terms with that, because when I was 18... And I'm sure you're the same. You can you just didn't have the capacity to think that way. I don't think mm-hmm. some people do. I'm sure, but I, you know, this relating to my parents and other people's parents and yeah. you know people that caused you trauma on a human level and really forgive them and like overcome that. Yeah, like that takes a while. And who, what, what kid in you know in school when you're 18 or 16 is like having these deep conversations and like open conversations with other kids? You know. It's a yeah. lot of masking. It is. I've noticed that. I mean, I have a mask on a lot, too. But, like, people just, like, want to... You don't think that everybody else is going through the deep, dark shit like you are. Yeah. Everybody's got that smile on their face, and you're like, oh, man, they got... Like, they're not going through what I'm going through. But what? meanwhile, most people are. Did you grow up in uh, Bethel Park? Yep. You know, you know Bethel yeah. Park. Okay, that's crazy. So, like... Um so I graduated from Bethel Park. Mm. I went there from, I think, fifth, fifth grade to I graduated. But, um, you know, for those who don't know, there's, like, the South Hills, right? The South Hills of Pittsburgh was kind of the suburbs. Bethel is uh, Upper St. Clair's, like, number one, I would say, right? Like, rich, rich and white. Right. And, and, and in terms of rich, white scale, there's Upper St. Clair, there's Mount Lebanon, and Bethel Park. Yeah, would say, still pretty three. rich, you know. It's still nice, pretty rich, nice still pretty white, but it's not as number one as Upper St. Clair. Right. So... My parents were divorced, and I lived with my mom, who lived with her mom in Upper St. Clair, my grandma. Mm. So, my dad lived in, like, Oakland at the time, like, and I, and I had, they had split custody. Mm. So, I spent half of my childhood in the city, and Dang. half of my childhood wow. in the whitest part of the South Hills yeah. that you could well, talk about good experience, though, just seeing both sides. Right, and just see, seeing both sides and picking up on people's bullshit yeah. and, like, kind of, like, really discovering the truth based on the balance of those two things. Yeah. And just seeing how fucked up and crazy and fake everybody is yeah. out here. Especially from, in Upper St. Clair. my young age. You know, it's, yeah. like, compared to the city. Yeah, you know? yeah, and it was so cool. Uh. It was so cool, but, like, a lot of, like, really crazy fucked up shit happened, too. So, like, it's, like... Mm. really kind of like confusing for a kid but I wouldn't trade that experience for anything so I'm like really glad my parents were divorced exactly you know what I mean so I can can look at it that way now and I think it made me just such a cooler better more genuine person because of that and so many people don't get to experience they don't get out of the bubble man you gotta get out of the bubble it's true I love what Tony Robbins says, like, why is the the worst thing in your life actually the best thing in your life? It's like, you know, if you had the parents that you wanted to have, you wouldn't be the person that you are today. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't change anything. Right. You know? You know, that's that's easy to say, but I really wouldn't, I don't think. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. 
So you got to be careful with that shit, but it's all good. Playing that victim role. Yeah. It's easy. It's, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's easy to rely on that, too, even if you don't know you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, especially yeah. when you're young. But, hey, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I didn't know all that about you, so I'm like, I'm proud of you, man. I'm, I'm proud of you, bro. Overcome, man. Just listen to your podcast. That's, like, that's why this is such a badass thing, man. Just like, Thanks. Just, like, listening to your podcast, I've, like, resonated with a lot of things that, you know, that you've been through. You know, I just have tremendous compassion and just, like, clearly we're very alike. And you just wouldn't know that. That's why podcasting is an incredible thing. Like, let's get together and have a good conversation. Yeah, dude, and I honestly didn't even want to do this podcast. I really didn't want to start it. Really? Yeah, I really didn't. I didn't want to do any of this when I first started Death Comes Lifting. I just wanted a cool, you know, shirts and cool music and a cool community kind of thing and uh how do you feel about yeah, it now what have you know, learned couple, i've learned so much really yeah, yeah, yeah i've learned so much and it's it's um now the t-shirts don't even matter mm. i mean i shouldn't say they don't even matter but that's totally for fun it's totally it keeps uh you know it keeps quote unquote lights on mm-hmm. you know they, they, pay, they pay for themselves i don't make any money from the shirts or mm-hmm. whatever like it's like it's totally just a fun thing to do people get to support the brand but i never thought that the podcast would take off and i never thought that I would actually end up like helping people on the on the level of which I have so far, and that's cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, like um, my boys, I guess my business partner, my, my best friend Wyatt, who I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. he you know he has his own podcast, and he basically made me do this. Love his podcast. And I'm like, and I'm like, I don't talk. I'm not good with this shit. Dude. I'm a writer. Like, that's why I wanted to write everything. Yep. You know, I listen to music and I lift weights and I do yoga and I'm quiet. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about consciousness or the hero's journey mm-hmm. or truth or whatever you fucking crazy <laughs> granola eating white people in Austin, Texas talk about. I don't want to do it. I was like, like that. I was like, no. Yeah. But here we are. It surprises me. <laughs> it surprises me. You're a cool customer behind the mic. Uh, you know? man. I, thanks, man. I mean, I, uh, I uh, accept criticism. You know, mm-hmm. and I am very conscious of kind of how stupid I sound sometimes. But yes, yeah, I think we're all just out here trying our goddamn best. That's right? it. It's all we're trying to do. Just trying to spread the truth. That's it. That's you it, know? dude. Do you have you ever dabbled with any psychedelics or anything like that? I have, yeah, especially in my youth, a lot. Mm. Does that? Did that? I have, yeah, it's been a while for me. Was that a catalyst at all for any consciousness, like? Because for me, honestly... No, I, I took acid and stared at a Jimi Hendrix vinyl for like three hours. Dude, time, if that's basically. not a catalyst for yeah, growth, yeah. Jimi Hendrix. I was Hendrix. just kind of like talking to him, and I think we figured some shit out, but I don't remember. You probably did figure some yeah. shit out. Yeah, I was always just into the uh, more party kind of side of drugs rather than the consciousness side, I which see. is kind of why I gave all, most of them up. Mm-hmm. It beca- it's all about the intention. It comes back to like, what intention are you, you know. going at it with this experience? I mean... Right. But um, revisiting that later in my life with a uh, pure intention, a better intention, is definitely something I'm open to. Sure, sure, yeah, I love that. And sure. so what it did for me, I don't know. I heard it explained really well. It's like you know how there's ski slopes and like the the slopes get really deep, and you're just like neural pathways. They're you're just thinking the same thing over again every day. You're thinking the same thoughts. Well. While taking these psychedelics, it just gave me a clean slate, and it allowed me to just create new neural pathways about theology, about myself, about my the trauma in my past, and it just allowed me to start fresh. It's the way I see it. Like I'm very open with the fact that like psychedelics helped me. You know, everybody's different, but well, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with with them at mm-hmm. all. You know, I, I 
not saying I couldn't benefit from them, I'm sure. You know, people think Klonopin helps them too. Mm-hmm. So, and if it does, it does. But I mean, I have some arguments against pharmaceutical <laughs> drugs, so why yeah. can't mushrooms? Right. That's how I look at it. Why can't weed? Why can't. Yeah. Right. Fuck, why can't cocaine? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, who am I? The thing about mushrooms is just no one can make money over them, so they just made them illegal. You know, it's like nobody wants that. Like, you take mushrooms and you're not addicted to them. You take them once and you're like, I'm good on those for the next... For two years? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. But, like, no no one can make money off of that, which is why, you know, the pharmaceutical industry... What's going on with them in Denver, do you know? So they're legalizing them in clinical studies to the point where, like, they're letting humans take them. And, you know, there's just a lot more stuff. Like, it's moving in the right direction. It's getting close to becoming legalized. Did they decriminalize it? Yes. So you can, like, have them. Yes. Is that what that means? And it's like a slap on the wrist. It's like, yeah. It's like, whatever. So it's like, basically, you could get them and do them, and it's okay. Pretty much. (laughs) It's like, they're they're a legal wink. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of funny, man. We're in a weird time, man, Mm -hmm. with, with, like, the legalization of certain drugs and things like i'm not against any of that obviously i'm the farthest thing from a prude about any of that shit Mm -hmm. yeah i don't give a fuck that's great make them all legal Mm -hmm. you know um we're just in a we're in a weird transition as a society you know whether we're talking about politics whether we're talking about drugs whether we're talking about the future of health and wellness how Mm -hmm. it's going to be more functional holistic instead of here take this pill we're gonna see some crazy shit we're gonna see some crazy shit go down man and to bring it back to the children. Back to the children. Motherfucker, would it be hard to grow up today? Oh, you know. And confusing, man. And, mm-hmm. like, I feel that so hard from the from the clients, from the kids that I have. I had a, you know, I'll share this real quick. Um, I had a, uh, just today, and I, I really, you know, I'm glad I thought about this because I didn't think about it since it happened this morning. Um, I train uh, autistic kids. Mm-hmm. I, I, one of them this morning was... Um, we were on the treadmills out there, and they have the news on TVs and shit, right? So there's, like, one, one's the news, one's fucking whatever the, the fuck's on at 8 in the morning. I don't, yeah. even, I don't even watch them. But, you know, and uh, they were advertising on, I think it was GMA or whatever, that the um, there's a the first restaurant that you can smoke weed at legally in California. Hmm. Like, I, I think, like, I don't know how it works. I didn't really read into the story, but it's, like, a restaurant, and there's, like, I, I think you can bring your own. Like, there's, like, a corking fee, like a BYOB. Like, you pay 20 bucks and you yeah. can, like, you know, smoke bongs or whatever. Or they have it there and you pay for it, like, a bar and then mm-hmm. also food, like, like that. Good good business plan, though. Good business plan. Munchies. Yeah. I mean, as long as, like, I wouldn't want to work there and deal with a bunch of fucking mm-hmm. high retarded people. Like, <laughs> 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 I didn't order this goddamn thing. Um, but he was, like, really freaked out by that. Mm-hmm. This kid. that You know, he saw that and he was, like, he was, like... You know, he just didn't, like, really understand. Mm. You know, and he was, like, disturbed by it. And he was like, why is that, like, that's illegal here, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. It's confusing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, dude, that's that's illegal here. He's all like, but if you go to California, that's that's cool. Yeah. You know? And he was like, what? You know, like, <laughs> he didn't really, like, I mean, but, like, he knew it, but he was just trying to, like, articulate. I don't think he knew how to articulate, yeah. like, what he was what he was feeling. It was really a a fascinating thing and it really made me realize like what we're going through right now and what it's like to be a kid like just even seeing that on the news for a second like mm-hmm. and you know it was a bunch of hipster looking douchebags sitting around smoking weed and he's like that's kind of fucked up you know like uh-huh. I was like he's, he thinks that's fucked up uh-huh. and I'm like it kind of is fucked up if you <laughs> think about it but I'm like hey man what if that was a pitcher of beer not a bong mm. you know would that still be fucked up to you He's not because he's used to that. Because you, you see that everywhere, right? You know, you know, and it's it's just a weird, 
you know, and kids are seeing the hypocrisy like none other today, especially yep. with the internet. That's confusing and, to me. And yeah, and it, it's frustrating to us. Yeah, like and, I get it. You know, and you're you're going through people telling you what to do and what not to do, but then you can watch the news and see people fucking get high. Yeah, and like and get hammered and it's like you watch football and you're getting advertisements from Budweiser but mm-hmm. they're telling you you can't smoke weed but mm-hmm. you it's fucking nuts dude mm-hmm. and like it makes me want to like put my head through the wall so I can't even imagine what like this kid's feeling these kids and, man uh, they're getting an iPad for textbooks I told in like them, five yeah. well, they're five yeah I told them, I was like here dog here's the solution I turned off the fucking TV and said that watch it boom I said, <laughs> I said that's the solution to this problem yeah man. And he's like, you know what? That like hit him. He was like, you're right. Like this, this shit sucks. Yeah. I'm like, it does suck. Yeah. Don't let them control you. Mm. Don't let them put even thoughts in your head. You know, if a bunch of douchebags in California want to smoke weed and go to a restaurant, let them, dude. They're cool. They're mm-hmm. fine. They're not hurting anybody. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't get upset about it. And like, right. you shouldn't even know about it. Flip it off. Fucking eight. Worry about yeah. <laughs> you know. So it's just like the. I think it's irresponsible to let kids watch the news. Oh, 100%. You know, I What's, think it's, it's irresponsible. You know, it's just like, what is there on the news that is empowering or, you know, it's just such a negative thing now. It's just such a mental poison. You know, it's just all the stuff that they force down these kids, like school lunches and, you know, social media when they're 10 and it's like all this ADHD medicine floating around when their brain's still developing. It's just all this stuff where, you're right, it's hard. It's got to be hard being a kid right now. Yeah, man. I, it was hard being a kid when we were a kid, and it was hard being a kid when our parents were a kid, I'm sure. Right, and always. Then, and there's always something. Yep. But, dude, nobody I know knows and knows what's going on. Nope. You know what I mean? <laughs> we don't know. We're, yeah. we're going fucking nuts right now. Mm-hmm. It's an insane time. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, growing up is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy with that. It's crazy in general. It's crazy for that. And I just, you know, quick aside there, but that's that's another thing why if I can bring some uh, consistency and, like, sort of like a state of mental, like, constance to, like, a child's life or even an adult's life, anybody's life with, like, this sort of training and this sort of mental game plan and physical well-being that comes with that and breathing like there's so much to be said for that mm-hmm. in this world full of confusion you know mm-hmm. do you know who henry rollins is no he's a singer of uh black flag back in the 80s a punk band but he's like an activist now he's like he's uh he's a show on like the travel channel and shit and he like talks and whatever but and uh, he's an older dude tattoos he lives and shit and uh he's saying like this favorite part about the gym is and this is a famous quote so i can't take credit for it but uh <laughs> You know, in a, in the world full of chaos and craziness, it's nice to go to the gym and 200 pounds is 200 pounds no matter what. Mm. No matter where you're at in the world, you can walk into this place, that's constant and that's gratifying. Mm. And that grounds you and it makes you makes your mind calm. Mm. You know, there's consistency here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that gives me chills and it's like no one's depressed when they're sweating. Right. You know, when they're fucking working out in the gym. Right. It's like... It's no one. I never see anybody depressed in the gym. No? It's like... You know, it might be later. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's you know? okay. You're, it's you're, an outlet. You're, you're fighting, your, you're fighting your what you got to fight, man. Yep. And, uh, you know, if people like us can provide a little bit of support. Nudge in the right direction. Nudge in the right direction. I think that's what it's all about, is, yeah. like, being able to reach back and pull someone up. Right, man. Where you, like, where you wish you would have needed it. Right. Like, I'll never claim to be a star athlete. Like, you should look up to me and let me train you, but, like, I'll, I'll be fucking in your corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah throwing you a fist bump when you need it man Absolutely. and that is like i think that is so overlooked as mm-hmm. to what people need what kids need what you know 
adults don't know what the fuck they're talking about either. So mm-hmm. they need they need fist bumps too, and I'm here for that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you know? yes. And that's what I, that's also what I like about it. you. Give people hugs, man. I'm a hugger too. Big hugger. Every dude. time I see you, just big hug. There's some about connection, that's, man. That's hilarious. We gotta man. connect with each other, man. Yeah, I hug everybody. Love it. A lot of people freak out. Do people freak out on you when you hug them? Or are they? There's crazy? definitely some people that don't like being touched. There's definitely is. Yeah, Maybe, you know. Yeah, there's. I should probably be more mindful of that, but I usually hug and fist. Same. Bare minimum fist bump. If I read it, if I can read it from a mile away, yep. you get the you get Big a fist, fist bump bumper. with a solid look, with a solid eye contact. Oh like, yeah, like, brother. I'm going to let you know I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to move on. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But that's only if I can read that. But that that's important too, man. Yeah. How many people don't even look up? Mm. There's yeah. a lot. No. You work, Okay, so yeah, this is good. You work at Whole Foods, man. Yep. All the different kind of walks of life go come through there. Mm-hmm. So what what kind of what kind of like weird behavior patterns do you notice of people that are like you know like the, the dichotomy? Who's really cool? Like who comes in and like breaks down with you? Like me mm-hmm. or who like uh, just like doesn't even look up, doesn't want to be bothered? Like do you oh, know yeah. shit like that? Is that absolutely, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of down to earth people at Whole Foods. I don't know. There's something about people who take care of themselves that like take care of their like their relationships too. There's people who come just to like come say hi but then there's also a lot of people that are you can tell they're just going through the motions you know they're walking around like a zombie there's people that just you know they're just doing the same thing you know cogs in a wheel you know that's something that i want to be careful of is just like not buying things that i don't need to pay off like the expensive car that i don't need to get me to a to b so i could you know not get myself in a little trap and i could Spend money on things that matter, like relationships and it's like experiences like that. Food that is healthy. Healthy you, food. You know, you can pay two more bucks for food, man. Yeah. You know, and it's, we said it's a lot cheaper than medical bills later. Mm. You can afford these expensive sweet right. potatoes. You can't afford your dialysis machine. Right. $100,000 a year for dialysis. And that's nuts. Mm. Criminal, dude. And, like, honestly, dude, it comes back to the children again. There's, like, two out of three kids are pre-type 2 diabetic. And we, two out of three, I'm pretty sure that's a statistic. Don't quote me on that. And doctors are like, we we can treat someone who's 50 with type 2 diabetic, di- diabetes, but like, we don't know what to do with these kids. Yeah, right. You know, it's like, like, we don't know what to do. And it's like, it's an epidemic right now. Just eat right. Yeah. It's, that's what it is, man. And, I mean, okay, out of the top 10 causes of death healthy food increases the likelihood of you staying alive for all of them you know all 10 of them no shit yeah. yep out of all 10 you know it's just like and um we are not we as in me and you but like people in the 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 industry the health and wellness industry a lot of those are snake evil motherfuckers too so you got to be careful there a lot of them, like I said, just create problems and offer a solution through their product and muddy the waters and make it so confusing for people. Yes. That, like, we take time, we're passionate, we're dedicated to our craft and what we believe in, so we read into shit, we, we listen to podcasts, yes. we, we read into studies, we... Yes. Ba- I battle-tested, I call it, like, I recommend intermittent fasting because I do it myself. Exactly. Human you know? guinea pig. Yeah. I've done I, keto, I've, I've done all these I've things. Keto, I've done keto, I've done plant-based, yep. blah, 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 whatever you want. Same. I have not done carnivore, and I don't really plan on it, mm-hmm. but, hey, it might work for you. It might. I don't know. Look at people with, like, autoimmune diseases. I'm paleo. I eat a balanced, really, I eat a really balanced Plant diet. Bit. That's my theory mm-hmm. right now, and I do. Eat food. Eat real, real food. And eat real food. Yeah. Um, that is what you should teach everybody, I think, is just make it simple. Get yep. real food. If it has a commercial, 
on TV, if you saw it on TV, you probably shouldn't eat it. Right. If God made it, you should eat it. Right. You if know? it came from the earth, if it's natural, right. eat it. And if it didn't, if it's got over like five ingredients, you probably shouldn't eat it. Fuck, if it's got over three, you probably shouldn't eat it. Right. If it has a label, yeah. you shouldn't eat it. Exactly. Really, if you really want to get down to it, right? If mm-hmm. it has a label or if it's packaged, you probably shouldn't eat yeah. it. And if it looks fancy, you probably shouldn't. And it comes back to like, I work in the produce department and it, like you could tell by different departments, like, you know, the people in the bakery are usually bigger than the people in the produce department because they're eating bread all day. Like, you know? Yeah, man. And it's like people in the grocery department, usually a little less healthy than the people in the produce department. Yeah. You know, because when we snack, we're snacking on apples and fruit and vegetables. But like when other people snack, you know, it's yeah, not so it, healthy. Yeah. Yeah, they get to, they get to the cookies, dude. All that's just so to the cookies. Good, dude. Oh, it, it I is love good, it man. so much. That's what what does piss me off though about like places like it's not even. I don't think it's like Whole Foods or or a healthy uh, food stores like intention to like mislead people. I think people just don't know any better. But like they see like oh, this is a vegan donut, so mm-hmm. it's healthy. Mm-hmm. It's like sneaky, sneaky. You know, like everything from Whole Foods. I bought these muffins from Whole Foods. They're yeah. healthy. It's like, well, they might be made with like better flour, but that doesn't mean that. Yeah. You know, that's you know, that's like drink drinking like top shelf whiskey instead of Jack. You mm-hmm. know, it's like they're both gonna fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I think, I, I think a lot of people get get those get that shit wrong for and, sure. Uh, which goes back to what I said, overcomplicated things. People don't know. People Mm -hmm. are worried about other shit. They're not going to take the time to worry about, you know, what kind of carbs they're eating or whatever. People are, a lot of people are just lucky that they can afford to buy groceries, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, especially when they're busy taking their kid from practice to practice to practice to school to, you know, all these activities. But I want to say that, like, podcasts are such a, like, a, such a valuable tool. You can listen to the world's leading doctors. You can listen to, like, you know, right. we're blessed to be able to listen to all these, like, we are. We are. doctors, nutritionalists, you know. Yeah, so if you have all the access to all those brilliant minds and you're listening to us, I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're the shit, that's why. <laughs> you rock, motherfucker. <laughs> but it's true, man. It's, yeah. It really is. And, like, I love to... Uh, Learn, learn all kinds of different shit and just, you know, obviously I love music and everything too, but like, the, it's cool that you can throw on a podcast in your car. Yeah. And just like, you know, Cut the ground. You, don't, you don't have to uh, listen to shitty pop music they feed you on the radio. Same shit, you different can, day. Yeah, man, you can put on a new podcast and learn something about somebody. You can learn something about an area of the world you know about, learn yep. something in medicine, whatever. And you're not going to regret it. Even if you're not going to do anything with the information, mm-hmm. you know? You know. It's just enriching your mind yeah and so many people miss that part too yep and honestly like podcasts completely changed my life just like i didn't learn well in school but like something about the auditory the conversation going back and forth i don't know that's like everybody learns in a different way you know not everybody learns in a classroom and like just something about being able to listen to that like free speech conversations i don't know it like sparked my passion in nutrition it sparked my just being able to learn these things you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, that's pretty fa- yeah me- fascinating. I mean, it helped me a lot. I've always been, for whatever reason, been interested in it. Like I've had an inclination um, in being interested in these things. But uh, what do you do with kids who are like their parents right. don't give a fuck and they're eating donuts for breakfast? Get squirrely, man. There's no there's no easy solution to that one. No, nah, man. man. I, I wish I did. I um, it's tough. I I, I speak my my piece in a in a respectful, nice, non you know. You know, you you can't be like you. You, you have you're to market not. Wrong. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, I can't. You can't approach anybody with that nope. mindset. And um, 
you know, maybe some, some parents don't like what I tell their kids, mm. you know, because I tell them the truth. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm not, not sorry. I'm not, uh, you know, <laughs> right. you know I, I understand your position. Like, I'm not trying to, like, shit on you as a parent or, like, whatever. But, like, maybe, man, maybe that's why you need to sit in on a few glasses here. Here's some books. Like, don't take my word for it. Mm-hmm. I'll recommend. I'll point you to some. I will send you whatever I need right. to send you with these studies I've, I've read right. and, like, the shit I've done. Like, I'm not trying to be a fucking uh, disrupt your family life. But it is hard, man. And a lot of parents don't give us. One, they don't give a fuck. Two, they don't know. Mm-hmm. That's more often than not, as they just don't know. Right. Three, they're just too goddamn busy. Right. Because our society's so fucked up that we have to work all day, every day, and all right. the parents have to have jobs, or you can't afford to uh, send your kid to a fancy training institution, or lack thereof. You can't afford shit. They ain't got no time. So, what are, you know, if they come at me with that, I don't really have a good. Yeah. You know, you just got to do your best. Mm-hmm. And if that means, you know, eating shit from Aldi's instead of Whole Foods. Then so be it. So be it, man. You can't be worried about every little thing, man. Mm-hmm. It's just eat real food, mm-hmm. and you know, and then you know, you can, if you go, the more you go down the rabbit hole of food, mm-hmm. the more you realize how fucked up everything is. Yeah. So it's like, man, so, I've been eating like all, you know, these. Oh, you're saying this bag of spinach is contaminated? It's inflammatory uh, because it was grown from a, you know, soil that sucked or yeah. whatever. Yeah. The like, more you know, the less yeah, you the actually. More, yeah, and it's it's a it's a vicious cycle, and like unless you grow your own food and hunt your own meat, then you're never going to yeah. get the full benefits. So it's true. Just do the best you can until you can maybe facilitate something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think that's important too. Talking about like the field of just like regenerative agriculture and things along the lines of like soil health and stuff like that going forward is going to be something that's really important. Yeah, and um, I was. Also, our carbon output or your carbon footprint of the foods you eat, that's, mm. that is, uh, I was reading that that is supposed to be like kind of going to be a new buzz word. Buzz so. words carbon in, footprint. In foods, in foods, like, mm. you know, how, uh, you know, like gluten-free is a big one or, what you know, you didn't hear about gluten-free foods 10 years ago. Right. You know, and now True. It's, you know, there's vegan, there's like all of this, there's, you know, there's, and even in, uh, you know, walking through Whole Foods, I've been noticing a lot more uh, meat substitutions and stuff like that, like, on display out. Like, it's becoming more and more of a popular plant-based approach, which is probably great for a lot of people. I mean, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm not a, you know, food, I'm not a nutri- legitimate doctor in nutrition, so, like, I, you know, I don't know. I, I think uh, it's 100% plant-based diet is probably not great for mm-hmm. everybody. Not for everybody. Not for everybody, but, like, for the majority of people that are, like, eating McDonald's or whatever and <laughs> like that, then sure, that's probably good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, but going back to what I was saying, like, a reduced carbon footprint food is going to be uh, kind of uh, on the on the rise, especially with the whole climate change issue yep. and, like, all that. So, like whatever impact that you can have to like it decrease your carbon footprint on the world i think uh, it's going to come to, into your food as well be the change you want to see in the world yeah you and, know uh, but then you know how do you know you know you know how the fuck do you know it's, i think it's just a intuition or just like i don't know something with these vegans is they feel good about what they're doing and that's enough you know like sure. a lot of like my friends that are vegans are just like proud of themselves for not you know eating animals and like that's enough right there for me. Is like if you're glowing because you're proud of yourself and you're happy, then that's and you, you feel know. good and you're healthy, then sure, man. Yeah, go exactly. You know, right on. And uh, yeah, recently I've been um, I, I experimented with a, with a plant based approach, and I do. Especially, this might not make sense, but this is a theory I have. Let's what hear do you it. think of this? Shoot it. Um, 
like so I, I balance out lifting with yoga meditation one day I'll do yoga one day I'll lift one day I'll train like I, I do a little bit of like martial arts training nothing serious at all mm-hmm. just shit like that but on the days when I'm like more into the when I'm more on my yoga martial arts program and meditation I tend to eat a more plant based diet mm. Be, and um you know, it started out as kind of like an experiment. Like, I feel like like those nutrients better serve you for that purpose versus like if you're going to like lift or do CrossFit or you got deadlifts today. What we did, I think a little bit more of like animal protein mm-hmm. will serve you better that day because that's the energy you use that day. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just, um, even when you've been doing it for like as long as me or as long as people have been doing it way longer than me, you kind of get good at listening to your body Mm -hmm. and like my body doesn't tell me to eat like red meat after i do yoga right it just doesn't it's like it's like i want i want to eat a more plant-based diet and on those days i kind of like treat them as like a detox day Mm -hmm. and maybe one day a week i'll eat a total vegan vegan diet just like veggies and seeds and nuts and Mm -hmm. like some fruit Mm -hmm. and you know i don't do that much physical exertion it's not like i'm burning a shit ton of calories or whatever it's not like i lose a ton of weight mental i just like listen to what i feel like my body needs and like you know it's not like i'm super high sitting around listening to it either it's just one like a natural natural thing i have and i might and that might not make sense but that's just i feel better doing that it makes sense I, to I me i feel really good especially though you said that your yoga instructor never ate meat in her life yeah by the way she's 60 and looks like she's like 25 <laughs> there you go people yeah like, <laughs> not to know shit yeah yeah i believe it honestly and like there's something spiritual about not eating animals and kind of trying to go in with a clear clear state of mind i don't know there's a lot of valid points that are like when you're eating death like what it, like what like i eat meat from time to time i don't yeah. eat, i don't try to like overdo it but like it makes sense what you're saying you know it, it might it, yeah and um if you want to get spiritual like you're ingesting that bad karma exactly you know and there's a there's that goes forever dude karma is like infinite and ancient and that's mm-hmm. like they basically the rule of the universe so if you want to keep ingesting death and bad karma that might be bad for you yeah you there's know? something to it it really might be but uh, like but I've at seen at the same time Oreos are vegan vegan Oreos you know what I mean so true I like to yeah yep. so when I eat vegan I eat like a bunch of vegetables and healthy fats and shit and I don't like eat you know a right. vegan donut from Whole Foods <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good for the world with soy milk in my coffee <laughs> yeah that's ridiculous mm-hmm Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? What is your diet like? Um, I like Actually, similar to you. I like I try to skip breakfast okay. and I do like a fatty salad. I eat. So I was thinking about the blue zones. You know what blue zones are? No. Blue zones in the United or like all around the world are places where people live the longest. You know that usually oh, these okay. people live yeah. over a hundred years old, and there's like some some common terrible. themes among what they eat. You know, and they a lot of them eat nuts, seeds, tubers, which is like roots, you know, boiling roots. So I try to do that. Some like sweet potatoes after like a good workout. And um, so I try to skip breakfast and then eat like a big fatty salad at lunch, like olive oil, avocados, nuts, seeds, different types of leafy greens. I try to do that every day because like I'm not good at making tons of decisions during the day. So when I just know that I'm going to eat a salad every day, it's just it's done. Yeah, just get your nutrients in. As it's done. As you can just pack them in. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's bomb, dude. I mean, that's very similar to what I do. Love yeah. salmon. Love free range. Or, like, not for, like eggs. the good eggs, you yeah, know. I love those good eggs, man, for Same. sure. Um, lost my train of thought. I had a, oh, um, I treat red meat like I treat alcohol. Mm. I'll have a, you know, I, I don't, I will not eat, like, a 
shitty steak from like anywhere. You know, I, I want to know where it, where it comes from. Mm-hmm. I want to like a, a if if you can like locally sourced grass fed grass fed for sure. Maybe yeah, grass fed beef. And you know, I like to make it myself. And like once in a while, you know, I, like I'll eat a nice steak, man. Just mm-hmm. like I'll have a nice glass of wine or a fucking beer yep. once in a while. Yeah, you know, and then that will be good for me for a while. Mm-hmm. And like I. You know, and I don't plan it. It's like on a day when I feel like feeling it. I, you know, I'm like, yeah, I need this, and I do. You know, when you do that, dude, I feel I feel pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. you get a jolt of energy, and you're like, yeah, I needed that. I needed those vitamins, those natural creamy mm-hmm. vitamins, and that iron, and like just right. ingesting that that sort of energy. Um, I feel like there's benefit to that. And that being said, I've done that and felt really good. That done it again the next day and not felt so good. Yeah, maybe not back to back, but yeah, like every yeah, now and again. Every now and again is the ticket. I think. moderation. You need that little. A little jolt, yeah. Yeah. Eyebrow, like, what's up? Yeah, I didn't eat red meat for the longest time, like, over a year. And then I had, like, a nice grass-fed organic, like, it was a beef burger. But, like, my body felt so alive afterwards. It's just, like, every now and again. Right. Like you said. It kind of stimulates your metabolism in a way. Kind of like cheat meals do, too. Yeah. As long as you don't, like... I mean, you can do some damage on cheat meals if you really want to go in on it. I can <laughs> mentally, too. Like, I used to do that shit all the time, dude. I used to, like, binge and purge. That was, like, my thing. Like, Same. I would not eat for, like, three days and then, like, house a pizza and, like, feel horrible. Mm-hmm. You know? But, like, I would still do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, can, you can fuck up that, too. But I think, like, you need to... You need to cut loose and eat a burrito every now and then. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes it just feels sour cream feels so good. <laughs> you know? Fucking right. You know you got to. Yeah. You know got to live. That's you, something I miss about like just like a, a glass of wine every now and again. You know you'll get there. I mean you're doing a full year. Full year, dude. January first. I started. Yeah, October. Yeah. It's not that far, dude. Right. I'm right there. Right good there. For you, man. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's inspiring. That's mm-hmm. good. I hope you learned a lot. And like honestly, more so, it's like what can I do next year now? It's like, now that like you stick your mind to something and you just do it for a year, it's like through the ups and the downs, I've learned a lot about myself. Okay. What are we going to stick to next year? Yeah. You know, you know, you can do it too. Exactly. If I could do it with this, I could do it with anything. Do you remember like a moment you had that was like really hard for you to abstain from alcohol or drugs? Yeah. Or like, it was, was, there, was there a few? Was yeah, there this is funny. Yeah. This is there funny. has to be a good one. Uh, Game of Thrones first episode. Yeah. Like we had a bunch of people over our house and everybody was like smoking, getting ready for Game of Thrones. Yeah, for sure. And I was Me like, sure. dang, I want to be high for this first episode. And then I didn't. But like in the first episode it was kind of beat anyway. So I was like, I was kind of, I got the last laugh. Good. Yeah. yeah. And then I went to Florida like a month ago. And I was with my whole family, and, like, everyone was drinking there. And it's kind of hard at, like, big parties. I don't know. I'm kind of an introverted person. So, like, I kind of, I kind of like, stick to the outsides, and it's fine. You know, it works. Yeah, I did so. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I don't know. I'm just more into, like, the deep conversations like this than the whole extroverted go to the bar scene. Go, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've never been into that, but, I mean... For shows and stuff, that's, you know... That's great. That's a little different. It's different for me. You can go ape shit. You know, you can just dance. You got something going on. But I also used it more, like, um... Like, I didn't really even think until I, like, really stopped drinking. Like, I would go to a show and automatically get a beer. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone I went to. And I would go to a few a week, you know? And just wasn't thinking. Like, I was drinking six beers. I was drinking every day. Mm -hmm. You know? And I would just not think about it. You know, mm-hmm. and until you stop, like you really start to reset your thoughts about it and how you associate things with things. And I think that's like the number one, like kind of method that will, that helped me 
with like my relationship with alcohol or mm. drugs or food or whatever. Yeah. You know? I didn't know you took eight months away from it. Do you still yeah, keep it, going to the shows? Yeah. 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 And and I, can, I like a you still of, have a great time. I, I went to a couple concerts this year and just had the time of my life. Yeah. That and being said, though, when you're not hammered around a bunch of hammered people, mm-hmm. I'm out. Mm-hmm. As soon as that show's over, I'm dip, gone. I dip out. Right. And I don't want to be around you. Mm-hmm. That's true. And there's a lot. And, um, just I think as we get older, as I get older, and as I, you know, I get more busy, especially with this and stuff. Like, I don't, I just don't want to waste my time. Mm-hmm. And if I'm sitting at a bar, I, I'm not having fun. I'm just thinking I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And I'm just like not doing the things I should be doing. It's a beautiful thing when you're getting pulled towards something like that, like your mission, your purpose, like you have. You know, yeah. It's like it comes to the point where you don't even want to eat unhealthy food because you know you're gonna feel like shit, and you know that that affects that trickles into everything in your life. Right, dude. I honestly, um, funny you say that. Last night, um, you know, I'm not. I'm not I'll eat fucking dessert every once in a while. Same. But like, there was like, there was like this really awesome cake and shit at dinner, and um, I was like, I, I didn't want to eat it because I didn't want. I knew if I was gonna eat, I knew I, I knew me, and I know I'm not gonna take a bite. I'm gonna eat a piece, of, like a nice piece of this cake, and I haven't had sugar and I haven't had dairy in like such a long time. What's your dairy in it too? Oh, dude, it was a cheesecake. I, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a cheesecake, which is like phenomenal, right? It's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that was a true test. Amazing. True temptation. And test. I'm like, I'm gonna feel like such dog shit tomorrow if I do this, and it's gonna throw me off my game. It's gonna throw me off my workout. It's gonna throw me off my podcast with Connor. I'm not doing it. Same, dude. You know, I wanted to be on point for everything, and I just I just dismissed it. That being said, I might eat cheesecake next week when I don't have something lined up. You deserve it. I might. Yeah. But Or I also might not. Honestly, you know? I looked at it the same way last night, too, just having that chance. And it was like, no, I'd rather get a good night rest. I'd rather get a good workout in tomorrow and, like, yeah. be here for this. I don't yeah, know. It takes present. having something, you know, to run away from and also something pulling you, nudging you in the right direction. Yeah, man. Fucking right. You killed it. You killed it. You killed it, dude. You killed it. Honestly, you inspire me with just, like, how much dedication you have to the children. You know, it's important. I'm going to give you a... You're going you're to be the first one to have a For the Children t-shirt. We were just, yes. We're just getting them printed. Let's uh, go. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, we're just getting them printed for everyone. Yeah, and that's the thing. If you sign your kid up for the for the thing, you get a free t-shirt. Oh, that's badass, yeah. dude. Yeah, so... Whichever, Can't wait to rock that shirt, shirt to the gym. You, whichever shirt you choose, you're going to get that one on the house for My sure. Man. And we're going to... We're gonna. Uh, work, we should work out more. Yeah, you. What, I learned a lot from you, and I hope you learned a decent amount from me today. That's I certainly badass. did, dude. You inspire me. That's what it's about. Hell yeah, brother. Love you, man. We'll call it a day. Love you too, bro. Fist bump. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit, dude.